0: We've been seeing about joy and last week I asked you guys to by heart a verse. Do you remember it, Sharon? Do you remember the verse that I asked you to by heart? Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This hope that the Bible talks about, is not a natural hope. I hope it doesn't rain today. Not that kind of a hope. Uh, I hope we have a good rain this season. So such hopes come from some data that we collect from weatherman. We go and see his Facebook status and we're like, okay, I hope these things turn out like that. I hope CSK wins this IPA, Right? These are all hope because we have some data. But biblical hope is not from outside in. Biblical hope is not dependent on data. Romans 4, uh, is it 17 or 18. Where it says, Abraham, contrary to hope, in hope, he believed. Right? 18. Verse 18. Who, contrary to hope, in hope. So what is that contrary to hope, in hope? The first hope is the natural hope. And everything was contrary to that hope. But in hope, he believed. Because that hope that he had was not a result of natural phenomena. It was supernatural hope. It was supernatural hope. And it is so important that we understand the joy that I am talking about is supernatural like that. It is not something that is based on what happens, what people say, or what people do not say. No, 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 no. none of those things matter when it comes to this joy. Come with me to Colossians chapter one, verse nine onwards. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. I love Paul. I love that man, I love the revelation that he walked in. My goodness. That guy is a crazy guy. The amount of revelation that he walked in. And as a result, his prayers for the church was very different. His, today we have different kinds of prayers. All kinds of prayers and supplications. most of which are very depressing, to say the least. But look at the prayer that Paul prayed for the church. I pray, you know, in Ephesians you have two prayers, right? What's in the Ephesians prayer? That your eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know the hope of his calling the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe that we might know him all right that's ephesians 1 and ephesians 3 is that you might be filled with all the fullness of god by knowing the love of christ the length and the depth and the width and the height of the love that is ephesians 3 in colossians 1 there is a prayer To ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? Knowing Him is eternal life. John seventeen three. knowing Him is eternal life. So he prays that you might know, you might grow in the knowledge of him. That's his only prayer, that you might know, you might know him, you might know him. Results is verse 11. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Come on, read this thing out loud together, everyone. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Bible is the only place which combines the word patience, long-suffering, along with joy. Have you ever been patient for something? Have you ever gone through long suffering? When you wait on circumstances, you need patience. Be patient, be patient. When you're dealing with people, you need long suffering. <laughs> it's really interesting that English uses such a word. In Tamil it says, need your sandam. But English says long suffering. Oh yeah, because when the brokenness of people is not just that they suffer. Everybody connected with them also suffer. And therefore we need long suffering. But usually people put up with each other. We put up with each other. This is not putting up with each other. This is all patience and long-suffering with joy. Say, with joy. With joy. Put this in the message. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. Yeah, As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn to do your work. We pray that you will have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Sticking it out over the long haul is something that's missing in today's generation. We want it quick, we want it now, and if it's not now, then we give up. Sticking out for the long haul That requires patience, that requires long-suffering, that requires endurance. Look at the next phrase. Not the grim strength of gritting your teeth. Many of our patience is like, I'm just patient with you. The strength that comes from gritting your teeth is grim, it seems. Grim meaning? Very? Feeble, small. Grim strength of gritting your teeth. That strength that comes like, okay... my relative is going to come home for a weekend I'm going to keep them happy maximum Friday, Saturday, Sunday after Sunday hmm. (sighs) no, 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 no this is not talking about that Take, take these images out of your mind when Bible talks about patience and long suffering endurance no, no, no In fact, it goes on to say, it is strength, it is the strength that endures the unendurable. Come on, say, enduring the unendurable. It doesn't stop with that. What does it say? And spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to become, to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. Wow. Grim strength that comes out of gritting our teeth. Passion translation says, put, put it in passion, and we pray that you would be Energized with all his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory. Explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory. See, um, when, when, when the Holy Spirit came upon people in the Old Testament, mighty things happened. Can you imagine Holy Spirit coming upon Samson? Uh, Holy Spirit coming upon Elijah. Mighty things happened. God's mighty explosive power was made manifest through David. He went and ripped the lion's mouth when the Holy Spirit came upon him. Such things happened those are one dimensions of the manifestation of power. But there were other dimensions to the manifestation of the same power by the same Holy Spirit. I mean, once he tore the lion and once he tore the bear, but do you think that was the only two days he was taking care of the sheep? We don't know for how many years he was asked to take care of the sheep. And we all know that his dad, his family, did not believe in him. Like get lost, go take care of the sheep. So he needed patience. He needed long suffering. But he was not like, if we had been David, We don't need lion to kill the sheep. We ourselves will kill it every day and put the blame on the lion and say, Daddy, no more sheep, I'm not going. (laughs) So patience and endurance was part of David's making. But he did it with joy. Why? It was supernatural. It came from his relationship with the father in spite of how people treated him, in spite of what he was going through, in spite of where he felt he was being victimized, he always had this praise flowing out of him because of his revelation of who the father is. That's what Paul here is talking about. He's saying, you know, uh, we pray that you would be energized with all his explosive power. From the realm of his magnificent glory. For what? For what? To be patient and long-suffering. Ah. Put it in Amplified. We pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power. With all power. That means... All of Holy Ghost power is working within you, but still the circumstance is not changing, right? That's why you need patience. Are you you guys understanding what I'm saying? Yes, all power of the Holy Spirit is still working. It's working within you right now. But the circumstances are still not touched by the power. So you need patience and you need long suffering. So when it's working within you, To exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance, and forbearance with joy. Slap somebody and say, with joy. (laughs) Endurance, patience, perseverance, forbearance, with joy. Charis cannot stand surprises. Yeah. Say like, hey, okay, we got a surprise for you tomorrow. head, head will burst. No, <laughs> no, I want to know now. Oh, please tell me. <laughs> yeah, please. Endurance, patience, long suffering, but not like <laughs> with joy. How is that possible? That is possible because of his understanding of the gospel which is in the next verse which says giving thanks to the father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints in the light we are like eh what is he even trying to say since we don't understand the gospel we don't get to experience such joy something paul saw that made him go like, whoa! Nothing is going to affect me anymore. The light afflictions of this world are not comparable to the exceeding greatness of his glory which is going to be made manifest in us and through us. What did he see? He saw us. Put it in New King James. James. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers. Say the word partakers. Say partakers. Ramya was telling uh, that her previous company went public. And the news was overnight people became crorepatis. Overnight. How? Because the earlier employees who were part of the company were given a lot of shares. They were partakers, shareholders of the company. So when the company went public and the company value increased, these guys became crorepatis overnight. And Rosen, Roshan was uh, sharing about the story. When Mark Zuckerberg uh, started Facebook in the room, right, uh, he didn't have money to, work, to buy a laptop, to buy a MacBook to work on. So his roommate said, hey, I'll buy you a MacBook. how much is a macbook how many dollars <clears> hmm <throat> few hundred dollars maximum 1000 dollars maximum so he gives a 1000 dollars buys mark zuckerberg a macbook and mark says hey since you did this i'm giving you 10 percentage of my company and Facebook became what it became and guess what this guy has made billions of dollars by buying a MacBook for Mark Zuckerberg so you guys are thinking we are having a wrong Roommate. You know, that's what we are thinking. Oh, I should have been the roommate for Elon Musk (laughs) so that we could buy him something. See, if you had been, you know, even the story, it makes sense to you and you are like, oh, wow. cha. How that guy's fortune changed by him becoming partaker of a company. Because we understand money. Since we don't understand the gospel, when Paul says we have become partakers of something, we are like, so what? Big deal. We have become partakers of the inheritance in the saints in the light. I don't understand any word that was mentioned in that line. We have an inheritance. So the understanding of the gospel, Paul calls it as mystery. The Greek word is mysterion, which was the word used by the cult groups of that day. Do you know cult groups? The, for most of you, the only cult group that you know is Father's House. You know that's that, that's that's not what it's talking about. You know. Like Illuminati or some other close groups, can you stay? Like Freemasons, uh, these cultic groups which are very closed, not people can become part, partakers of it. So, for you to become partakers of that cult you have to go through a rite of passage and there will be an initiation service in our language, ordination service, right? Where you're laid hands on, poured some oil and there's a rite of passage that you go through where you're initiated. (coughs) So when you're initiated, you are into that close group and you have knowledge that what others don't have. When you're part of, in, in our political world, it's the lobby group, right? So when you're part of that lobby, you have access to knowledge that what others don't have. But that knowledge is a game changer. Everybody, it affects everyone, but they just, just don't know it. So Paul is using that word, mysterion, and says, I have been given access to the secret knowledge that has been hidden for ages but has been revealed in this last time to a guy like me so that through me the Gentiles might appreciate the mystery. And he is talking about a mystery that is the reason of all things, the reason of creation itself. He is talking about the thought, the thought the trinity had before creating anything. Talking about secret knowledge, that is some secret knowledge to have. Nobody got it. Not Moses, not Abraham, not David. Nobody got it. But God revealed it to Paul and said, hey, 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 hey. Moses, to him it was revealed in the beginning, God created. But to you I'm revealing why. Why? The why of Genesis 1:1, 1, 1, I'm revealing to you in Ephesians before anything began the trinity had a thought we will create someone in our own image so that they can become partakers of our sacred group and we will make them shareholders so that their value now becomes the value of this group So by that thought that God has towards mankind and through Jesus, when God executed that thought by creating all things in him, through him and for him and through the incarnation, we are picked up and made part of the Trinity forever. We have become partakers of the inheritance in the saints, in the light. But we were part of darkness before and you have been translated into marvelous light. So we have an inheritance. What is the word inheritance? Is something that is given over to you by the reason of birth in a family line. That's what inheritance means. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. You were born in that family line. Therefore, it becomes yours. That's called inheritance. We have inheritance because we have been included in the family of God. So Paul explodes with joy and says, my goodness, this is crazy. Jumping with joy when people are mistreating him. He's like, man, I'm so glad that I'm being persecuted for the sake of the gospel. It's okay. People will slowly understand, but my goodness, we have been included. And we did nothing. In him we live and move and have our being. Hmm. Wow. And he explodes because of his understanding of the gospel. Since we neither understand the gospel nor take the effort to read it. I mean, my mom used to say, we don't read Ephesians and Colossians. No. Because Paul is writing sentences with, just with commas and not with full stops. He just keeps going, 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 on, on and on and you lose the train of thought. I'll just give you an example, put Ephesians 1, right? Let's do from verse 3 for the fun of it. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus, that's the only thing that you understand, right? In him we have redemption through blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the time that he might gather together in one and all things in Christ, which are both are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his You're like, I'm done. Okay, leave that. Okay, that guy lost his mind. Since he lost his mind, okay, let's just leave him. Just three, four words just repeated again and again and again. To the praise of the glory of his, counsel of his will and to the predestination and adoption of Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, so we are like, okay, let's let's go to Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down near green pastures. Oh, now I understand. In fact, I understand better this Psalm, which says, Lord, take their kids and dash against the wall. (laughs) Don't listen to them. Answer my prayer, don't listen to them. Oh, now I understand. So Psalms, Proverbs, that's where we linger. And that's why the church is where it is. Because we don't understand Paul. Paul understood something, the mystery of the gospel, which made him go crazy with joy, a supernatural joy, a supernatural hope against all hope. Come with me to Habahuk chapter 3, verse 1, where it says, a prayer of Habahuk, the prophet on Shiginyo. What is Shiginyo? It is uh, like we say, in music jazz and rock and pop right like that this is a word put it in amplified a prayer of Habahuk the prophet said to wild enthusiastic triumphant music that's what that word means wild enthusiastic triumphant music how does that music look like Oh, like that. Wild, enthusiastic, triumphant music. Cinema music, People are having problem with some of the worship music. They are saying, it looks like cinema music. What they mean is, it is wild, it is enthusiastic, and it is triumphant in nature. And uh, you're not supposed to have such music. It's the music of the world. That's because A prayer of Habahuk Played on Shiganyo. Okay. A prayer. Put it in a message. A prayer of the prophet Habahuk with the orchestra. It was not a solo singing by Habahuk. It was written to be sung with an orchestra. And how should the music be? Wild, enthusiastic and triumphant. But it's a Prayer. It's a prayer. I'll go and explain to you. It's a very difficult prayer from a difficult time, made in a very difficult time. But look at the tone, look at the setting in which God wanted that prayer to be. Not like the music. A prayer of the Prophet Habahuk with orchestra. God, I have heard what our ancestors say about you, and I'm stopped in my tracks, down in my knees. I cannot immediately kneel down because I played badminton after ten years. (laughs) It took five minutes for me to put my legs into these (laughs) pants. I'm like, what do you will right now? (laughs) God, I've heard what our ancestors say about you. I'm stopped in my tracks down on my knees. Do, come on, say, say that, say that, everyone together. Lift your hands and declare. Do among us what you did among them. Work among us as you worked among them. Come on, say it again. Do among us what you did among them. Work among us as you worked among them. And then it goes on where he says, you did this in Egypt, you did this for the nations that came against Israel. You did this to the seas, seas ran, mountains shook. All those things he keeps saying. And then he comes to 17. Though the cherry trees don't blossom fig trees and the strawberries don't ripen though the apples are worm eaten and the wheat fields stunted though the sheep pens are sheepless and the cattle barns empty what does that mean the list is going on and on and on. Nothing is working right. Okay? But remember, this is a prayer set in Shigonia. So, how Abahuk? Would have sung this with an orchestra with a wild, triumphant music. Oh <laughs> H hmm? Can you imagine how we will put a music for this thing? Lord, you seem so far away. like that music will come for this. Though the fig trees don't blossom, though the strawberries. <laughs> no. The beat is different. The tone is different. Why? Because this is not the big deal. He's, the entire tone is set for the last line. Right? The whole song is like, please do among us what you did among them. You worked, but you're not working now. You worked. We heard, we are just hearing from our ancestors stories after stories. Revival stories after revival stories. You did this, you did that through St. Patrick. You did this through that. You're tired of hearing, do among us. But that is not a cry of despair with hopelessness but a cry of triumphant joy because I'm singing joyful praise to God. I am turning cartwheels. Shalom, can you come and do a cartwheel and show how a cartwheel looks? Yeah? Do you want? Hey, I, I can't do a cartwheel. Who can do a cartwheel here? Uh, in the house, we are like saying, don't do that. Okay? Don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, Habahuk, how he is singing this song? He's on cartwheels of joy. Cartwheels, I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning, turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior. Look at the next verse. God. Counting on God's rule to prevail, I take heart and gain strength. Come on, say, I take heart and gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm a king of the mountain. For the congregational use, with a full orchestra. It's not just for personal use, this song. This is for congregational use with full orchestra though the fig tree do not blossom okay go to the next one yet i will rejoice say yet i will rejoice everyone yet i will rejoice so that's whose choice whose will Harbour Hook's will But this is not a result of willpower. Habahook's choice is involved, but it's not like, (laughs) no. It's not the grim strength of gritting our teeth. But it is the glory strength that spills over into Joy. Yet I will rejoice and exult in the victorious God of my salvation. Hmm. Next verse. The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. So God's army is not only invisible, it is also invincible, meaning undefeated, cannot be defeated. Invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds' feet and will make me to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk. You shall not be frozen on your tracks by terror, but you shall be made to leap over, because you have been made like the deer's feet. Because you have a revelation that he is my salvation, he is my army, he is my light. So, this entire prayer from a very hopeless state is set to this revelation. Are you guys getting what I am saying? So, when you have a revelation of the gospel of who god is to you and what has happened to you in christ how he has wrapped you in christ how he has made you partakers of divine nature divine love divine life divine light then you go bizarre with joy you go like a hook. <laughs> joy has this transforming power see say, joy is a supernatural weapon in spiritual warfare. In fact, it is the most powerful weapon that a believer can use. It's the most powerful weapon a believer can use. For example, when you're under under attack, you can pray. Everybody prays when they are under attack. (laughs) Do some say, And devil will be happy when he sees you praying like that. Finally, my work is working. Ah, Look at that guy crying. (laughs) So many of our prayers are proof of devil's victory. The so-called intercession that's happening. A proof that devil has, has done something but when, when the enemy is standing in front of you and when you switch the channel to joy he is confused he is standing with his bazooka he is standing with his ak47 he is standing with his grenade he is standing with everything is ready and you like and he's like hey guys are you seeing what i'm saying he is confused. Slap somebody and say, your joy confuses him. Your joy confuses him. See, you go and read the Old Testament. Every time greatest victory happened is when God's people started celebrating in spite of the enemy who was within reach. When big armies came and attacked Israel, whenever Israel went to super joy celebrating, there was a huge victory. Why? It confuses the enemy. In all such cases, do you know what happens? They don't even fight. The enemy kills each other. And these guys go just to take the spoils. It confuses the enemy. He will get into his own trap that he has set for you when you operate in joy. Are you guys understanding what I am saying? Say joy is the most powerful weapon that confuses the camp of the enemy. Yet. This word yet and but, all these are very important words in the Bible. Ah, yet I will rejoice. This one last verse. Ah, Let's do Isaiah 51, put verse 3 and 11. I'll work on these verses next week also, but I just feel like saying it now. Um, For the Lord will comfort Zion. He'll comfort all her waste places. Every waste place in your life God wants to comfort that has been wasted, laid to waste, burnt and destroyed by the enemy has become a waste place. Nobody is inhabiting it anymore. There are areas in your heart that has been laid waste. And the Lord wants to comfort Zion and all her waste places. Waste places shall be comforted and he will make her wilderness like 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 eden not some garden but eden garden and her desert like the garden of the lord how what makes it eden garden joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the voice of song or instrument of praise." That's what makes garden, Eden garden. There is joy, there is gladness, there is voice of singing, there is the voice of instrument, rising up from your waste places, Verse 11 of the same chapter says, The Lord God says, The redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing to Zion. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. You shall obtain joy and sorrow shall flee. It doesn't say because the sorrow flees, you will become joyful. You shall obtain joy. You are having sorrow. In the midst of sorrow, you are obtaining joy. Sorrow leaves.